This is Vic from your friendly neighborhood show. Chew on this, a Nerd United podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Chew on this podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chew on this pod. We're active on all three social media sites. And it's not just podcast episode announcements, but it's also memes, nerd news, and any special events the show might be at. Now light some candles, pour a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 273 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Heck. Uh, well, today we, this is our, this is my, this is the first time that we've ever done three episodes over one damn movie. It's never happened before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is our third episode about Mulan and I needed, I needed a nation Chinese voice to speak to. Not that I don't appreciate my co-host, but you know, it's nice to get another Chinese person, the Chinese American person in here to review this movie because I had feelings at the end of the movie, like I said in the review. But I want to welcome, uh, Alan, uh, how do you say your last name again? Alan Ng, yeah. And from, um, from, he's the managing editor at Film Threat. Uh, so, uh, it's a trusted source for me for movie reviews. I actually do kind of care about movie reviews for the people that I actually respect. Because like I sometimes after I watch a movie, I want to like bounce my thoughts off of somebody. And usually I don't want to do it with uh, BJ because we're going to be recording it. So I try to read reviews that I actually can trust and see if my thoughts match up correctly or something that I missed. But uh, so I, I'm so glad you're here with us tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's about this movie. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad. I, when I first saw it, I, the thing that kept coming to my mind was, um, Am, am, am I the only one who feels this way? No. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know, with, uh, yeah, the, that's the, uh, the crazy thing about it. And, um, I'm glad to, I, I just saw a little, you know, because the movie, you have to pay 30 bucks to see it. Not everyone's seeing it. And, you know, people are kind of coming to me saying, well, what did you think? And, and I'm like, well, you know, you know, I, I think we're going to talk a lot about it, but for me personally, the movie is going to affected me in ways that, won't affect people who are not Chinese, mm. Asian for that matter. Yeah, especially Chinese American too. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it actually would bother too many people in the mainland too much. Uh, just <laughs> no, because, I don't think people on the mainland are going to see it. So, <laughs> well, that too, but, um, that's true. Or maybe they'll, I think they're board, trying to boycott in Hong Kong though for yeah. political reasons. Uh, but, um, but this movie to me, you know, after watching Black Panther and even, uh, Coco from Pixar. I remember watching those two movies and both of them were gorgeous. It, it seemed like they took so much care, had such their own nuances that you could appreciate, you know, like it's like watching my big fat Greek wedding. Like I've never seen like a, a, you know, I've been part of a Greek family, but all those things that they do in there are those little things that Greek, 
you know, family or culture is aware of. And for me, I didn't get any of that in this movie at all. Yeah, I mean, I think the la- the feeling I got that I hoped I would just gonna feel was when I saw Crazy Rich Asians. Um, you know, I I was hoping for something like that, and but I should I should qualify that. You know, it's a Disney live action remake, so maybe I wasn't hoping or expecting too much from it either. <laughs> I was. Well, because of Black Panther, and yes, it's Marvel, but it's still Disney-owned, right? So somebody at Disney still has to watch the movie. But um, but watching Black Panther and even Pixar, you know, that those were my bars for, you know, yeah, we had Mulan the cartoon, but live action is just a different feeling if you can nail it, you know? Like, The Jungle Book is a classic, but if you watch uh, Favreau's Jungle Book, it's so much better, you know? and and But I was hoping to feel that level of, of emotion that I felt watching Coco, like the first time, um, uh, he goes into the, uh, the, the dead, uh, you know, the, mm. the afterlife. And it was just beautiful when they panned out. And also when they first go into Wakanda, like I, I got emotional from that because it was so gorgeous. Right. I didn't get that here at all. No, no. And you know, I, I did. I mean, I, I'll be honest. Um, I was in on the film all up until the way she, until she ran off to join the army. Um, that, that first, first act felt like, uh, the, the, the original cartoon. Um, it, it, cause it was essentially the same story and, and with live elements. But once it got, you know, to the battlefield and with the addition of the, the magic and, and then it, it really veered off on its story. Um, that's when I, I sort of checked out at that point. Mm. Um, I mean, for one thing, to go back to the original, you know, she, Mulan was a part of a band of soldiers who were basically misfits and, and, um, and ne'er do wells. And they were not expected to be much of a, of a troop. And so they were setting up this, uh, underdog story. And that's, that's how the movie plays us, how these underdogs, especially, one led by a woman um, was able to defeat, you know, uh, you know, Khan's army. Um, and th- this one, no, they, 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 they took all that out. Um, they just put her into battle. You know, she, she had this magical quality, midi chlorians. And um, she was, and, and thanks to that magic, she was able to defeat, defeat the evil bad guys. It's the orange chicken for Americans to use that <laughs> word as, uh, you know, magic. Chinese magic is always, yeah. is always chi. Doesn't matter what it is. It's like a go-to word. Now I have know? to say my, my, my grandparents invented Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they, I would say they invented it, but they were definitely, you know, chop suey and, uh, egg foo young. And <laughs> they were, they were making it back in the forties. So. But for American audiences, though, you know, because oh, like my my mom worked actually at a Chinese restaurant, too. But it was always different from what you served to, you know, basically yeah. the white people versus yeah. what the what the people in the back were eating. Yeah. My, and, yeah. Oh, I was going to say my grandparents restaurant was in Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. And um, and so, yeah, you 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 cater to that crowd and they're there for the atmosphere, the you know, and so. You know, they made what they made. <laughs> right. But BJ, you've ever, have you ever been to a Chinese restaurant, BJ? And there's like, they're eating something that is not on the fucking menu. You ever <laughs> see that? In, uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. That's rare. That's pretty rare. But, uh, 
I, I just remember the time that you, when you were like, uh, uh, when we were in San Francisco, you're like, let's go have some real Chinese food. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he took me, I mean, I was eating like, I don't know what that was. Rooster's it was, feet. Or it was dim sum. <laughs> chicken feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, like, I still don't know how to eat that. Oh, you don't? <laughs> I mean, I do, but it's like, you know, I'm, I just, I, I still see them going, why? why? <laughs> well, I said, like, I mean, they braise it so much that basically it's yeah. like a cartoon for me where I just stick it in my mouth and just suck off all the skin and tendons. <laughs> I know. You, <laughs> it's, it's like crab, you know, it's, yeah. it's a lot of work to get to. To to not a little bit of meat. <laughs> well, that's why that's why it's so important for it to actually taste good because there's not a lot of you know you can't really do anything you can't put ketchup on it or something you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, BJ actually you know because our show tries to be as diverse as possible. Um, we even have a diversity rating in our reviews before we give our actual review. Uh, you know the his is the chainsaws, mine is lightsabers. For how many you know we give. So we do have a diversity review too, and we try to do that. So BJ, as a reviewer and as a moviegoer, is going to be close to, you know, what any, not even just Chinese, but like any person, because he would be aware of what's going on and say, you know, and know these things, you know, because there's one thing that translate or transcends families. It's always, like I said before earlier on, that all these people have like nuances, but it's all, it all feels the same. Like an Italian grandmother is going to tell you to eat, right? Mm-hmm. And say you don't look fat enough, right? But a Chinese grandmother would be like, you look too fat. Let me keep feeding you, right? Yeah. That, that's my grandma. I mean, I'm Persian. My grandmother's the same way. She's like, why are you so fat? And then two seconds later turns around and she's shoving food in my stomach. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, what? Which one is it? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but going back to the cultural thing, like I, cause my, I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm not Chinese, but, but there, a lot of cultures share a lot of these things as far as like family and, and gatherings and, and, you know, what the food that they eat and all these things, like we, we share a commonality in those things. And, when you look at something like, um, I don't think Vic's ever seen Ghost in the Shell. I don't know if you've seen that, Alan, but no, no, I kind of. I, I was watching that, going, "This doesn't seem right to me. This looks totally whitewashed and really just bizarre to me." And in this movie, I, I think it was when we first heard the word chi, I immediately thought of Iron Fist, and I was like, "Oh Lord!" It was like I was not a big Iron Fist fan as well. Um, but also going even further back, like when Black Panther came out, they took really great care in making sure that, I mean, the whole crew and the director and the writers, they were all, I mean, well, the writers were white, right? Originally, that Wasn't actually. It, didn't Ryan Coogler write? Oh, we're talking the movie, but didn't I, Ryan Coogler write yeah, the movie? Yeah, I think the comic was written by white people, but I think. Well, yeah, he Jack Kirby and Stan Lee who created Black Yeah, Black. but I think he co-wrote the movie. So, but you can tell, you know, in this movie, I could tell right away. White people wrote this movie. I, even right away, you know, I'm not Chinese, and I was like, "This does this seems really off." Yeah, I, I would say when I first started watching the movie, I try not to know much about a movie before going in, so I didn't know who wrote or directed it. And uh, and like I said, once once we got into the battlefield, um, there was de- a definite sense of the, this is not a you know Asian people did not write this or direct this movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, and, and it's so subtle, you know, people, well, what, what do you mean? And, and I'll pick little things and, and it's so subtle, but you know, you, you just know when you want yeah. it. 
it's a knockoff basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, and like you said, like you prefaced what you said is, you know, it is a Disney, it is a Disney American movie, right? But I wouldn't say this one is. Well, they tried to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, yeah. the, 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 is. the original the animated is definitely a Disney Asian American movie. Right. Uh, and, and, and emphasis on the American part as well. Right. I mean, Eddie Murphy was named after a fucking American Chinese dish. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, we talked about it yesterday. I'm just not that hung up on that part. I, I love that. I, I just love the fact that Eddie Murphy was in that movie. <laughs> I mean, it's basically just donkey. Yeah. Well, well donkey came after that. <laughs> I, yeah. But still, the donkey I mean, replaced yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, again, I mean, if you want to talk about black representation, that was, Probably it in a Disney movie in a, in a long time as well. <laughs> oh, that's true too. Uh, well, actually, the Frog and the Princess came out after that, right? No, no, Frog and the Princess was one of the last. Is the second to last hand drawn? Hand drawn. Yeah, yeah, but that was after Mulan, though, right? The long after but, Mulan. Yeah. Like we're talking, we're talking less. Yeah. We're talking less than no, about ten years. Yeah. About ten years. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a while, but I, I didn't, you know. As a Chinese American person, I got that feeling for Coco. I got that feeling for Black Panther, mm-hmm. you know, and for people like BJ who are aware of these type of things and what the filmmakers and what Disney actually wanted to go for. It, it, it just, it, let's put it this way. If they were writing, if they were going to do a Black Panther movie, even though it was written by two white guys originally and Ryan Cooler was not the writer and they didn't get all black people behind the camera too. A, the movie would have felt completely different, and B, they would have got a shit ton of backlash for it. There's no doubt in my mind that that would have happened. But and yep. here's why: because like I, when I was talking to you offline now, and I said I had the hardest damn time finding an Asian writer reviewer to read these reviews. You know, I'm, I'm not in the industry like you are, so I had to actually try and Google it. And every time I Googled it, I would get like Asian like over there reviewing it. Now I wanted Asian American. <laughs> Yeah. So it was really I mean, it was sad. I, I just went through Rotten Tomatoes and looked at everyone's pictures and names to go, well, that guy looks Asian. That girl looks Asian. <laughs> yeah. And then you can tell by the island whether, whether they're, uh, American. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just one of those hypocritical things I do. I don't yeah. want to make race a thing, but I'm going to right now. <laughs> but, yeah. it but it is though, you know, like yeah. it, it uh, just yeah. seems half-hearted, you know, yeah. You know, and, and my, my, just my perusal of that, of the Asian reviewers who did it, the Asian American ones, uh, it, the, it's pretty much split. You know, the movie is currently almost 80% fresh. Yeah. Um, but among Asian reviewers, it's about 50. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, technically my review is a positive review. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I would say, the, some of them were, a few of them were really positive. The rest of the positive ones were really on the line. Yeah. And then you just had the bad reviews. What was yours? Like six something? It was a six. Yeah. Six is to us a barely a recommendation. You know, yeah. That's, that's, that's basically where we were at because yeah. we go by like our maximum is five lightsabers, five chainsaws. Yeah. And uh, we both, we, gave, three. we were both yeah. at a three. And that was yeah. only because the cast did a great job. And outside of the fact that it's culturally or, or historically, uh, not real, 
the, mm-hmm. the costuming and the housing and all that stuff, and even some of the things that they did, it was still a beautiful movie. Yeah. Oh, I just found out it was shot in New Zealand. Well, Nikki Carter is, is <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, to to their defense, um, it, there's a cost value. There's also the fact that they didn't have a all Asian crew is easier to yeah you know, hire a crew that could speak Kara's uh, language. Then yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't think I'm making much of a case for her now. No. But, um, you know, my my feeling was that if if I just remove my my obvious bias. My, uh, if I look at it just purely as a movie, uh, with the beginning, middle and end and a character arc, um, it, it rises to a bad, bad Chinese movie. <laughs> so what would that be? What would that be? What would your, star, what would your stars be or your, your ranking? Like one to 10, what would that be then? Oh, it's a six. It was it's a still, six. it would still stay a six. It would be a six. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, let's just, I would say if a, if a horrible, it was a it was a below average Chinese movie, basically. Um, yeah. with, mm-hmm. that that had a huge budget and a studio behind it. Um, what would you um what would you rate it like next to like something like The Great Wall? Did you ever watch that with uh, Matt? You no, know, that's that's funny because <laughs> you know, the the backlash on that one I think is also unfair. It's you know yeah, Matt Damon's saving all the Chinese people, but the reality is is this is a Chinese production. Exactly. And they hired yeah. Matt Damon for, for basically American distribution. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And so I didn't really see the Great Wall just because, you know, I had seen Dragon Eye and I'm like, you know, I, I'm just kind of tired of, of that. Have you seen Dragon Eye? No, I haven't. No. Oh my gosh. Um, it's essentially the Great Wall, but, um, it's with Dragon back in Adrian Brody. Oh, and, oh no. They swap my people. Okay, so so this is the interesting thing. Okay, let's uh, take Dragon Eye. Um, so we're I, I basically said that uh, Mulan. I, I the, the headline I, I created was uh, you know Mulan, the new Mulan is to Chinese cinema what P.F. Chang's is to Chinese food. Um, <laughs> it's it's basically a white take on on Asian culture. Um, but if you watch Dragon Eye, it's the exact opposite. It's Chinese culture take on American uh, acting. Um, no. if you watch, if you watch Dragon Eye, the performances by John Cusack and Adrian Brody are horrible. And, and the thing that, that struck me was, you know, if, if I know Chinese directors like I do, they, um, they do not like American acting. They like <laughs> Americans acting like Chinese actors. And so they chose the most, the take that looked the most Chinese to them. And wow. they put that in the movie. If you look at, <laughs> if you watch Skyscraper with, uh, The Rock. Yeah. Same yeah, thing. His performance yeah, yeah. is very lackluster compared to what you normally know The Rock. That's yeah. because you have a Chinese director choosing the wrong shots, uh, from The Rock. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. And so I think that's, that was to me the really, the crux of the problem with, with Mulan was, you know, they brought in Chinese elements, especially in the fighting. But not enough of it and not with any real expertise to say, you know, that this is, you know, this is Chinese fighting. This is a, this is a Chinese action film. Yeah. And that's, and, and it's those little things that just struck out to me as, okay, clearly, uh, this was not a, you know, the filmmakers were not Chinese. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's no, there's no little, even the cultural stuff they just took from the original movie, you know, mm-hmm. like they don't have any original, traditions or things like that. Everything that you see traditional wise is in the beginning of the film 
where she's preparing to, yeah. to be shown off or whatever. And, and that's, that's just on the animated feature. Right. There's no original, traditional originality in this movie at all. Yeah. You know, people, I remember people were saying, well, this is, this is the true story of Mulan. But no, it's not. It's, yeah. it's, it's a live action version of the original animated film. Yeah. Which is, no, which the truer is version really... would be like a, there's like been like three Chinese movies that came out of Mulan in the last like five years. Yeah. I mean, w- one thing I appreciated though was, you know, it was the hard PG 13 that, that Disney decided to take with, with this film. You yeah. Know, there's, there's fighting, there's death. Um, no blood, but you know, PG 13. Yeah. Um, you know, I appreciate that. But again, it's like, you know, the, some of the moments I identified was, you know, there, there's a moment where, you know, the, uh, the fighters are floating in the air, like, like an Ip Man, but they really don't go far enough with it. They barely use that. They use it maybe once or twice. So it just looks odd. Um, you know, it, it it's you know, pretty was, disjointed. Like I noticed that the movie was just super disjointed. They couldn't decide to do one or the other thing. They just were doing all this stuff. But um, but going back to what you said about like it's essentially a live action remake of the of the cartoon, I kept telling Vic offline so many times. I'm like, if there's ever a cartoon though of Disney to remake, it's this one. Like this because like they yeah. did some really weird things with Mushu and all this shit, and I was. Well, now there's an opportunity here to make this sweeping epic, you know, um, coming of age story and like, you know, and kick ass action because we've seen Game of Thrones. We've seen Lord of the Rings at this point. I mean, so you, we can get this amazing action and then we get this. And I was like, what the hell? And where did the money go? None of these actors got any money. They're, no, they're not. I mean, Ming-Na is like in it for two seconds and she probably got paid more than all of them. But like, where did all the money go? You know, and it was filmed in New Zealand. So do they build these sets from scratch? Like, I I don't understand. Like, yeah, I mean, some of I, it was shot in China, some of the the backgrounds, but for the most part, it was New Zealand. That that the, you know, when I heard that, it was like, oh, that explains a lot of how you know, at least the battlefields did not necessarily. F- I'm going, what part of China is this? Uh, and yeah. you know. <laughs> But you know, but, but again, Rumble in the Bronx was shot in Toronto, so you know, why that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and even the American people, could, even the white people, couldn't speak like really well, like good English in that movie either, which is funny. Yeah, it's like if well, you watch a lot. How, of- it's funny <laughs> how Mulan's parents have better English accents than Mulan. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, actually, this is the reverse of like Halle Berry or. Uh, or uh the Elizabeth Olsen, like they went from bad accent to no accent, right? In, <laughs> yeah. in, in this the, one, in the Marvel movies, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this one, Mulan as a child speaks perfect English, <laughs> and then she gets to how she is for the rest of the movie, and now she's like, like she's got a, a hard accent, and I'm like, because I paid attention in the beginning, I was like, this little girl yeah. doesn't have. A Chinese accent. Nope. How are they going to no. do this when they go like this? Is going to be weird. I don't know if anybody actually picked up on the two. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder. You know, I, I think now about what was what was Disney thinking in hiring Caro, and and part of it is I always go to the the question of well, who would they hire instead that that could tell this story in a way that Disney would approve? Uh, that, that's Disney. That's Disney. Deborah Deborah Chow. Who's that? 
Um, she's uh, she's going to be the head director for the Obi Wan series, and she directed two episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah, which were like my favorite episodes. They were really good. Yeah, um, yeah. She's an up and coming director, but maybe she was busy doing Mandalorian. I don't know. Well, it doesn't or, necessarily have to be a, a, a woman. It can be a Chinese man. No, just chi- just a Chinese director. I I, I yeah. can't think of anything off the yeah. top of my head. So although, far, but although we're at a time where if you're going to tell a, a story about a woman, you you hire a woman director. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that. But after getting what we got. You know, like, well, here's, here's, you know, what I did say on the podcast, and I said to you, Alan, is that my two girls who are five and eight loved the movie. They just loved uh-huh. the fact that a, a like a, a woman can kick ass. Yeah. But what I should tell them also is that when you're in a fight, do not take off your armor and don't let your <laughs> hair down <laughs> because you're going to need that shit. Yeah, yeah that, but- that. That bugged me so bad. But you've got to understand style over substance. Uh, I guess there was a. <laughs> well, I was telling BJ what would have been better is if she kept her hair the way she kept her hair, but she just like the whole training sequence was her trying to compensate for this bulky armor, and then as she gets up, she would have taken that like sword when that you know is really sharp and cut the armor down to fit her body better. Yeah. Or that cut her hair. Oh yeah, I mean either one would have been great. Didn't Mulan you know? do that in the cartoon? Did she? Uh, yeah. yeah, she did cut her hair. I think, but like but that would have been so much better. Yeah, there wasn't any kind of like epic thing. Like I remember in Lord of the Rings when that that race, the Lord Ring race person says, uh, "You know, stupid person, no man can kill me," and she rips her helmet off and she's a woman and then stabs him. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" <laughs> so I was thinking here the same thing was going to happen where. Nobody saw her fight in that battle. You know, when the avalanche came and it was covering yeah. everybody, nobody saw what she did to, you know, all that fighting she did. And so, you know, I would have preferred them seeing this person in armor fighting and just killing it. And everyone's like really impressed. And then she pulls that shit off and then they're like, Oh, you know, but yeah. nobody saw anything. And when she walks up, without her armor and she's like, hi everybody. Everyone was like, you know, they were, yeah, they were, they were, uh, I don't know. They were shocked, but not in that way of like one second they're impressed. The next second they're shocked. It was just like, Oh, get the hell out of your exile, you know? And she's like, okay. You know, well, and, I mean, uh, that's, it, that, that's the story. I mean, yeah. Had to be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. did. But, I just Not thought the way. transition there just, yeah, I want this like epic thing where she takes it off and everyone is just shocked, you know, like yeah. I just felt like they missed some opportunities there. She does, it, she does the reveal. <laughs> she does the reveal when nobody's around. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't understand, you know, like even in, even in Lord of the Rings that the uncle is watching her fight this creature that just killed him essentially. And then, you know, she takes her helmet off and he's like, Oh my God, it's my niece. You know, like it was, it was so epic, you know? And I just felt like they, they missed so many opportunities in this movie. Like, as you were saying, Alan, like there's two, like I'm of two minds. You're of two minds. You're like first the Chinese culture thing. And the other thing is like, was it, was it a good movie? Like was just, was it a good movie? Yeah. I felt like it wasn't that great. You know, I just, as a movie goer, I just didn't feel like the movie was that good. Yeah. And it, it should have been. I try to make the distinction between good and great. Uh, even though it's not great, it's still good. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, again, beginning, middle, and end, beautiful landscapes, good acting, decent PG-13 action. Um, You know, the magic part, well, if if I didn't know about the original cartoon and, you know, the magic would probably make sense in, in a you know, in a Chinese, uh, in a Chinese film. Um, you know, I think the things that they wanted to go for were, were mishandled. I mean, the magic for one thing, you know, in, in the original cartoon, you know, Mulan is the greatest warrior because she trained, she honed her skills. She was weak in the beginning. She became strong at the end. She's cunning. You know, she was able to, uh, to, to create a plan in order to take down, you know, to save the emperor. You know, that's, she, she was a woman who's, who, whose passions set her to get the job done. In this one, um, she has magic. Uh, that's what sets her yeah. apart from every other woman in the, except for the, yeah. And, and it's, it's that, now it's the message. If you want to be the greatest warrior woman in all of China, you need magic. You need those midi chlorians to, uh, yeah. Otherwise, we don't give a shit. Yeah. If you can't defeat, <laughs> if you can't defeat a catapult by yourself, we don't care. <laughs> you know, that the magic just takes away from the reality of it. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to put magic in there, leave it with uh Lee Gong's character, you know. Yeah. Leave it with her. Um yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Because just, uh, but again I checked out when they said chi. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> First well, you five know, seconds I mean, of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean even even in the cartoon, it's you know, in, in this movie, Mulan basically saves everyone by herself. But in the cartoon, you know, it was her and her cohorts. You know, there's still a team element there. And that here's these men following her and le- and she is taking the lead to save the day. You know, this is what people do today. You know, you, we run a business. You, you're going to take us to the next level. We will follow you. You yeah. know, not because you're a woman, but because you have the skills and the instincts to, to be able to do that. Um, but you don't have magic, you know. Right. There's a Otherwise, line in there also. Be hiring women with magic. Yeah, which would not be a lot if it's in real life. Um, there's that part in there where the guy, I forget his name, but he says, like, you know, Mulan's the best fighter that we have. And I, you know, me it's and Major were like, no, 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 it's not Donnie Yen. It's the, uh, it's the other guy. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. The, the, the good looking guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. The the good, good, <laughs> yeah, the good looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking, you know, how do you know this? She kicked a spear and that's all you saw. You never saw on the battlefield. For some reason, two battalions of men don't notice this long haired woman fighting with no armor other than just <laughs> covering her thighs, you know, killing people left and right. Nobody saw that. I was always, I was waiting for that to be the reveal. I was like, Oh, they're going to do this on the battlefield, you know, but no, right. nobody, nobody turns around or they. Well, that's <laughs> That brings other thing. They, I, I don't, I don't know how stupid these soldiers are, but clearly she's not a man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm watching. I'm like, she's. This is a woman. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm, who are they fooling? <laughs> yeah, because even at one point, like you know how she, you know, she was strapping herself down and showing like how much she couldn't breathe yeah. when she, when she had like her sword draped over her. Or her, whatever it was, draped in between her, her breasts. Yes. Right. You could clearly see that she had tits. Like just walking towards the camera, you could clearly see that, you know, and it was, it was kind of like, Hey, uh, her voice, like she kind (laughs) of, it's like Christian Bale from the first Batman begins where he would go in and out of his Batman voice while being Batman. 
So she loses some of the, she goes in and out of her yeah. masculine, deeper voice to, to almost sounding just like normal. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was, I mean, that's the comedic moment in the, in the original film is Ming-Na, you know, lowering her voice and being one of the guys, yeah. you know, that, that's not, none of those light moments are in there. Um, you know, the, yeah. you know, you know, you talked about the pride people felt with Coco and Black Panther. I mean, I, I felt that kind of pride watching the original, um, Mulan. I mean, cause Mulan came out, I think five years after Joyla Club, which, which means, you know, there have been two movies over decades, um, that, that feature Asian Americans in, 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 in this movie. And the fact that the Walt Disney Company was going to take their prize jewels, the, the animated feature, and, and, uh, honor the, the Chinese, the Asian culture with it. And, um, you know, I know we have slight differences about how we felt about the original, but, you know, there was a, there was a sense of great pride from me, my friends, my families, even, even our community. The Disney loaned, uh, LA Chinatown, the Mulan floats from Disneyland for the Chinese New Year parade. And so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we had, we had everyone, Mulan, Mushu, they were just walking down the parade route, you know, and everyone was happy and everybody loved it, you know. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I think the thing that bothers, the thing that, that the outcome of this Mulan that, that semi ticks me off is this idea of now, now people are going to come up to me and say, you know, how do you feel about Disney finally giving you representation on screen? And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't feel represented with this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, you know, just thinking about that movie more, some of the best sequences in this movie is just when they're talking. Yeah. That, you know, because the actors are, you know, they are very, very good. And in the beginning of the movie, even though that's the strongest part of the movie, there's nothing in there where, okay. Remember in Black Panther when they're doing like the, the banter between Shuri and T'Challa? Like, mm-hmm. that's how I, you know, that's how they would play off of each other. And that's part of that charm of the movie because it's part of that representation, right? Yeah. In the beginning of this movie, how many Chinese, like, operas or Chinese action movies, kung fu movies, uh, uh, you know, dramas and uh, soap operas have you seen where there's that banter or something going on around the dinner table, mm-hmm. right? None of that was in there. There yeah. was no little nuances to what was going on it was yeah. like it literally looked like for me anyway um it looked like a white person doing this movie because yeah. it just looked like they were painting by numbers and not knowing what the little tiny nuances would have been yeah you know the, the things that caught me with the original animation right off the bat was the food she ate for breakfast um the village she lived in the, the term she used, she said, ah, yeah, you know, right. you know, no one, no one knows that except us. And, um, you know, it was just these little things of like, oh my gosh, Disney gets it. Disney yeah. understands, you know, what it means. And then the banter between, you know, the matchmaker and the, and the parents. Um, yes, it's, it was cartoony and meant for comedy, but you know, we, we related to that. And I think most people relate to it because they, they, they tied into that. You know, um, I think there was a bigger deal with the whole matchmaker thing in, in this movie than there was in the original. 
um, which kind of, I felt like throws, throws it off a little bit because, you know, I, I think matchmaking was more of a bigger deal 10 or 20, 30 years ago. When did that come out? 90 <laughs> something. So 20 years yeah. ago than it does today. It, it, I don't think that storyline necessarily resonates uh, today. No, um, not at all. Yeah. But and, you could fix that though. And here's how you would oh, yeah. fix that. Look, if you really like this show and it tickles your nerd spot, please review the show on iTunes and Facebook. It'll help getting the show sponsors and allow the show to keep putting out daily and weekly content. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. You would fix that by actually showing how actually bad it is at that point in time to have daughters and no sons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could actually show that. Basically, if, you know, part of that whole thing really relied on Mulan to nail this, you know, marriage to, mm-hmm. to bring honor to it because that's what the father lacked, right? Yeah. Because he didn't have any sons. You would never know that watching this movie at all. Yeah. So like, it's not a big deal. All you see is, Oh my God, I can't believe that they're making this woman marry somebody that she's never seen before. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's not Chinese. That's yeah. not what is actually going on here. The gravitas of her having the, she's the oldest, right? Right. She's the oldest daughter. So she would be the first one to bring the honor back to the family for not yeah. having any son. And you, know, you wouldn't know that. And you know how they nailed that down? They wrote a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they hammered it all with a song, a song that we That's all right. sing, a song we all know, and it gets the point across. <laughs> That's very well, true. I mean, if you're not going to give us songs, you got to nail the other stuff. And it just didn't really happen. And, and if you're not going to give us Mushu, you got to do something better with that Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't really get it at the end either. I, mean, I didn't just, understand. I didn't understand that. You know, I mean, I, I've heard someone. I think my my co-host on the review show called it a kite, and I well, it might have well, <laughs> it might as well have been a kite because that's that's all it really said. That's what it looked like. It that's didn't it do like. anything. I mean, at least Fox gave like a fucking sword to Harry Potter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she just has this really cool shot, like a bat and sitting here or something. She could have made a really like cool a, sword with that, that phoenix. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been really, or like plucked one of the feathers and used it as a, you know, part of the bow or yeah. arrow, I should say. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, th- these are the problems I had with the movie. I, you know, again, even if, if, cause we all try to do that. I tried to do it to separate and I just couldn't overlook the fact that like this didn't feel, I mean, I feel like Nikki Carroll should have just like sat down and watched Hero. I mean, like your film needs to look like a lighthearted version of this, but make sure you nail all of this stuff that's going on. If you're gonna put Jet Li in your movie, at least watch a few of his movies. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, I swear, I didn't know that was Jet Li until the very end. I know it was Jet Li. It was just, I I was. He didn't do anything. You know, you had Jet Li and Donnie Yen in your movie. Yeah. See, I knew. Let them do nothing. I knew the original was Pat Morita. I mean, that's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, if you're going to have these A-list actors, uh, who are known for being in kung fu movies, maybe you should let them do some of that and show (laughs) the audiences how good they are. He actually had more to do in Rogue One than he did in this movie. Yeah. You know, way more. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I, f- you know, that's, that's the thing that gets, that, that I keep thinking about is, you know, it's not like Disney wants to spend $200 million and make a bad movie. Um, you know, they're, they're, at least their intent was, 
yeah, this is the story that could logically be the the live action, and let's just make the best movie we can. You know, it's just they were just misguided in in ways. They they missed opportunities. And the other thing is, I you know I, I wonder what their opinion is 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 of Chinese action films, and because you definitely have to pull back on it. Um, for to to reach a Disney audience, um, you know, keep it PG thirteen. You know, mm. and that's why I say I appreciate the fact that they pushed it a little bit more than than other other movies of theirs. You know, that you associate as Disney, but the style could have still been achieved, looking wise. You know, yeah. like there's not. I mean, just look at something like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's around the. That's a kind of like a timepiece too, but. Just the way that they filmed like these ridiculous like kung fu jumps and flights, mm-hmm. you believed it because everything around it felt like this was plausible in this world, right? right. Well, and the fact that everyone else was doing it too, right? Yeah. But yeah. in this one, it doesn't make any sense. Is like George Lucas came up with this for the prequels because it's like all of a sudden only people with chi can do these amazing things, and I'm like, okay, but how come those guys can run up walls? Like all of them have yeah. this. Like they all have this, like they're all like yeah. dark, dark Jedi or something. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's why I, I go, okay. So I wonder what this movie would look like if, if it had an Asian crew behind it. Um, because those are just the, there are things you look for when you know the genre so well, there are things you look for, you know, um, I'm sure if Quentin Tarantino was a fan of Asian cinema, that he could produce a really good Asian film. You know, it's the idea of, you know, you got to find the people who understand these things and, and put them maybe not, if not director, you know, high, high up on the, on the hierarchy there to, to make some consulting decisions here. Well, except no, for uh, the writer, you know, all the writers were white. Yeah. Aaron, well, one thing is you don't really write action sequences yeah. at that point. It goes to somebody and, they had the choreographic story for it. <laughs> action, action right here. Here you go, go. I yeah. described it as, uh, you ever see that movie, The Musketeer? Um, no, I've, no, I haven't. It's, so it's, basically it's, you know, it's about the three musketeers. Yeah. But they it's all do wire guy. foo in it. Yeah, they all oh. float around and stuff. Yeah. In France. They're all French, but <laughs> they all do this wire foo shit. <laughs> They have la chi, la chi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Lechi>. <laughs> um, so it felt like that when they, when they did this and this, it just didn't, it seemed off. Um, because it was just like thrown in there, you know, like yeah. a, you throw a fortune cookie in a fucking, you know, delivery or something. It's a, it was like an afterthought. I'm like, this is her. If you're going to say that she has magic, then do it. Cause we've all seen it. I mean, if you've seen the matrix, you know, the Matrix is a better kung fu movie than this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you said, the Ip Man series is is nothing but that. Yeah. Um, but the, the, I mean, the the key here is you you don't do it just to do it. There are rules. You there are rules you follow in this kind of fighting and in this style. But you know, when you give it to someone who doesn't know the rules and doesn't understand the rules of why this happens, then then this is what you get. You you get. It just, it's, it's just off and it, and it feels more like they're trying to be stylistic than they are trying to, you know, it's, it's like a science fiction movie, um, a zombie movie that you have to establish rules and then live within those rules. You can't violate them or you ruin the story. Now, 
this raises a really good question because essentially I've, I, the, the, the women that I know that have seen this movie absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting here talking about cultural stuff, but the things that are getting across about this is something that we probably wouldn't understand or would at least be able to appreciate. Cause essentially we're, we're three guys talking about a female driven yeah. movie. Um, so let's, let's talk about that. Well, I think we're about well, to mansplain feminism, but, um, well, I mean, I, I kind of brought up early, earlier in, in the sense of, you know, her power comes from her magic, her chi. And, um, you know, that's, that's not the feminist message. You know, the, the feminist message is, you know, within every woman is strength and courage. Um, and not, not some magical boost to that to, to make them better than men. Right. I mean, that, the, you know, I'm not a woman and I don't want to mansplain, but, that that's the thing that struck out the most, the most blatant mistake right there. Yeah, that is one of them. But uh, you know, if you're if you're talking about kids watching it, all my girls cared about was that a girl led boys, and she kicked the crap out of a ton yeah. of boys, mm-hmm. and that was enough for their minds to be good about yeah. it. You know, and and that in that way, it's doing a great job. Um, I mean, I will have to give props for that. There is. Again, minus the ripping off the armor and the hair thing, it, they enjoyed watching her beat the crap out of uh, all guys. And the fact that she, even though plot-wise for an adult wouldn't make any sense, uh, she was all of a sudden given leadership over the entire army. You know, which again does not, it's worse than Luke getting an X-Wing for just showing up. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> it's, I, like, I, um, it's like in Ocean's Eleven when, when they, when they focus on the Chinese guy doing his thing. It's like totally, to me, it was totally awesome because, you know, hey, it's the Chinese guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's essentially how I think I I hear what you're saying. You know, just by the very fact that the the woman is there to, and kicking ass, that's enough to connect. But um, did you, uh, did you feel that the movie felt like it, um, was cutting corners a little bit? Like I felt there was 45 minutes of the movie missing, you know, like, couldn't this have been a four hour like mini series on Disney plus or something instead of a, well, it was going to be a feature. There's, yeah, I don't think they're going to, they're going to make a series out or they, they, they even thought about it, but I would agree. I think, I think maybe a lot of our complaints might be in the, on the editing room floor, cutting room floor. Um, you know, cause it does, you know, there's, there's the point, the, the famous fireworks scene, um, where, you know, Mulan spots the catapult and then all of a sudden she's on a hillside with a bow and arrow. You know, there's, yeah, right. a, there's a huge cut. Huge um, gap. Yeah. Yeah. How did, uh, well, how, how'd she get up there so fast? I mean, in theory, she, she must have, she had to have gone around the entire army, climbed up that mountain and then ready with her bow and arrow. And now, if you had shown, <laughs> yeah, cheat up there. Well, that's what I was thinking too. Like, if you had shown more of the magic, it could explain how she got up there so fast. Like he, but because you didn't see it, you would have force jumped. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she would have force jumped up there, and uh, she would have Jedi mind tricked the catapult. Um, yeah. But but I would I definitely blame that on editing. Uh, you know, what it was two two hours long. Yeah, it's a um, long movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, I feel like a lot of the fighting, the action, a lot of that wound up getting cut. 
and that well, maybe maybe some things we're complaining about were were shot and just not used. But but again, that's speculation. I don't know. I don't know. That that's that's now leaning towards like a Zack Snyder thing that there's a better <laughs> film somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know? <laughs> like it only affects like one director where anybody fucked this movie up, right? Like if your movie was already that good when they brought in Joss Whedon in the first place, no. You know? Like did they say to Christopher Nolan, no, this Dark Knight sucks, we're gonna bring in fucking Gary Marshall to finish this movie. <laughs> you well, know, like, yeah. I mean uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that there's the the storytelling of the original, the the underdog, you know, you you don't get a sense of that in, in this one. Um mm. either. It, they're they are the most powerful enemy and they're fighting magic. Um, you know, and, you know, the, I don't know. The, 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 the <laughs> gap between, the, the gap between, you know, the, you know, weak and strong in the originals much broader than here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, like it doesn't make sense that it obviously Mulan had Chi, Lee Gong's character had Chi, but it looked like Jet Lee had Chi too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, I well, think you're right, but well, because like the only people that defy physics are Jet Li, uh-huh. Mulan, Lee Gong's character, the guys who climb up walls, and the Mongol leader. Right? That's it. Well, I don't Nobody even think Mongol leader had that. He he was relying on Lee Gong's character to. to yeah, do I don't I, see again, but they ran up walls. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe she... point, I did, see that that's what you were talking about when they're like you you break <laughs> the rules of that stuff. So. You know, edit, editing, I don't think there's an edit that fixes that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I gave it the six. You know, because essentially it's not a great movie. Yeah. There's just enough, there's enough sizzle. You know, I I can't say it was, it was bad. I was disappointed from a, from a Chinese American standpoint. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if you don't have these actors in this movie and you've got people that aren't great actors, I don't think this film works the same way. Because essentially those are the highlights of the movie is, mm-hmm. is certain parts of the action were, were really good, even though it was disjointed. Yep. Um, and the actors, all of them are phenomenal. I think, I think everybody in the, ju- in this movie does a great job. There's not one complaint that I have, um, yeah. from any of the actors or actresses in this movie. Yeah. I keep bringing up the Ip Man series, but you know, if you, if you watch the Ip Man series, you realize the story is just horrible. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's hard for me to get through the story, but it's the action that the makes girl, it they, they get more ridiculous as they go on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, one with, the one with Dave Batista, um, I mean, he's, his acting is just horrible in it, but I love the action <laughs> in it. You know? Yeah. Is that the fourth one? No, it's actually the spinoff. It was, um, it oh, I didn't, like see, oh, I didn't see that one. I yeah, saw it. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> Did you see it, man? Four? He owes in it, actually. Did you see, uh, it, man? Four? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that one, that one's even crazier. It's like, yeah. you have these racist, uh, Marines who embrace <laughs> karate. Yeah. I, I, don't you know, get it either. you know, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're really bad racists, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there were, cause there was a white guy who was teaching it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't the, know. But to embrace the Japanese arts. Yeah. They're, they're a little hypocritical. Stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the, but the action in it. Racist, yeah. <laughs> the critical racist, yeah. Only when it benefits them, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but again, it's story. I mean, that's, that's how I felt about it. it the story's not that great. Uh, it's, no, no. It has serious problems, but 
it's beautiful to watch. Good action and yeah, kick-ass woman. What uh, what do you think about Cobra Kai? Now that we're on, we're talking about karate here. I haven't seen that yet. I'm I do so much movies that I don't have time for television. Dude, uh, you gotta watch. That. You gotta I get know. on. That. Believe me, I haven't even seen Mandalorian yet. Oh wow! No, I just I don't have time for for a long series and. Uh, you know, uh, rest, was, uh, wrestling is about yeah. as far television as I go right now. Did you say wrestling? You can do, uh, yeah. You can, do, you can do Mandalorian in like half a day, like in a few hours. It's really short. The episodes are yeah, like I, I cool hour hour minutes and, and I'm definitely in. It's just time. I have no yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, wrestling, I can run in the background and, and know what's going on. <laughs> no, we've seen some, it's amazing. Um, how we were just talking the other day how much good. TV has been on. I mean, we we finished watching The Watchmen and it just blew our minds uh, how awesome yeah. that show was. Uh, Westworld and now Lovecraft Lovecraft Country is mm-hmm. batshit crazy. Uh, really cool stuff right now. Yeah, I I I hear you. I you know <laughs> I, my job is movies and there are a lot of movies. <laughs> Takes up yeah. a lot, of time. and then I gotta write about the movies, which takes up time too. Time, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, yeah, you know, it's like uh, Game of Thrones. I, I'd love to, but I just can't invest myself in that. I mean, you're okay for now. The, the yeah, ending was terrible. So the, the last series I uh, I watched was uh, was Lost. That that's the oh last god, time a waste of time that was. That was a good waste of time. <laughs> Well, until the last season. Last Lost was Lost was a life changing series for me because it will forever be the show that I stayed too long. Because like now, even if I'm like two seasons into a show or even four seasons into a show, I will cut tail and run oh, if yeah. it starts getting ridiculous. Oh yeah, you know I quit Walking Dead when they killed Glenn the first time. <laughs> oh right. Oh the first time, like when you thought he kill, was killed under the garbage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, they killed off the Asian. <laughs> <laughs> did you read the comics though, or no? I did. I mean, you know, that, that's weird. I, I like the comics. I knew what was going to eventually yeah. happen. Yeah, me too. Um, but for some reason, I, I accepted it in the comic book, but not in the TV series. Well, I, <laughs> no, it, it and it had. It's because again, it translates. Mm-hmm. It translates differently in live action. Yeah, and you're invested more emotionally in live action than you are. Yeah. And when he was, when he was killed, I mean, yeah, props for going for it because in the, in the, in the cart, in the uh, comic book, it's fucking brutal too. But when it's in live action, it just looked like a snuff film. And then I started thinking about like all the advertisements for all the walking dead and half, if not more than half of the advertisements, their promo says who dies next. I'm like, okay, this show's fucking ridiculous. Like it just, yeah. that, that, could be, that could be every episode of The Walking Dead. Which is why I had to get out because part of it, not only was it Glenn's death, but it was just this constant feeling of who's going to die this week? Who's going to, you know, who, who's dread, start? all this dread. I know. And I'm like, it's not I a just, happy show. Yeah. It's not a happy like, show. There's no hope anymore. <laughs> like, there was never, in the no. first, yeah. yeah, in the first like two seasons or three seasons, there was hope. You yeah. know, that they were always striving for something. And now it's like, okay, Rick is going to find another town. That person's going to be corrupt. Something bad's going to happen. And then he's going to win. Yeah. That's like every season mm-hmm. since then. Yeah. And there's no, it's there's no, yeah. It, so I, I bailed out on that show and I can thank Lost for that. 
you can thank Smallville for that too. That's another one where I stayed way too long. <laughs> five five seasons was fantastic, and then after that, it was like, oh my lord! I wanted to see him fly, and I don't know why I stuck with it that long. <laughs> I, I will say, the, I, Lost really wasn't the last one. It was Everybody Loves Raymond was my last TV series. Oh, uh, okay. But but and that gets back to the idea of. You know, here's an Italian family, but I related to those characters so well. Right. Yeah. It didn't matter that they were Italian. You know, I, I am, you know, there's, there are Chinese Marines. <laughs> right, right, right. Roberts and Chinese Rays. You know, this is, this is, there, this could be an Asian family for like every, every Asian soap or Chinese soap opera involved a nosy, busybody mother-in-law. You know, like every, every soap opera that I've ever seen in Chinese is, it's always that. It's always been that. <laughs> I'm curious. What, what did you think of fresh off the boat? I liked it, but I bailed out on that too, only because the concentration was no longer about Eddie. It was, they realized the star of the show was, was her and the oh, husband. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it all oh, revolved around her. Yes. And it, it was no longer about them trying to, you know, weave in it. Like a lot of their jokes later on ended up being like caricatures and moving towards like, how can they be funny while still not being like racist type of an ordeal? Like yeah. how like she, the most ridiculous one was the Christmas one where she like dressed up and like had, you know, the, the hair coming out of the mole and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't remember that at all, you know? Yeah. And, you know, for me, I bailed on Fresh Out the Boat midway through season two. And the reason was season one, I could identify with. Uh, yeah. The, the, it, the idea of here's this Asian family um, moving to white Florida, opening a Western barbecue restaurant. <laughs> and, and the entire season was them fitting in this new, new situation, this new lifestyle. And getting this unlikely restaurant up and running. Mm-hmm. And the problem I had was at the end of the first season, they succeeded. And to me, that was right. the end of the drama of that series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So going into season two, you know, uh, the, so the business is now successful. They're getting along with their neighbors and it's like, well, where's the drama now? Where? Right. Right. Where's then, the conflict? Yeah. And then when the seasons went on more, I just felt like, well, this is basically a white family with Asian faces. Um, And um, because they're not going through the struggles that, that Asians have living in America, they're, you know, they're basically Americans with Asian faces and people getting along. And, and and as, as utopian as that is and how we should all strive to be at that point someday in the future, there's no drama there. Right. Therefore, no comedy. Well, the, yeah. the other thing also is the first season also, because again, it was about Eddie. Yeah. It was about Eddie. He, that it's based off of his book. Yeah. So, um, it was, well, I related, kind of, based. <laughs> kind of, yeah, loosely based on, but, but I loved it because I related to Eddie as a kid, as a white kid, uh, as a, as a Chinese kid going into a white school. Like I related to that. Like that was the thing that drew me to that to that show because I saw myself for the, like, I didn't know, I didn't, I couldn't relate to Kevin Arnold, you know, couldn't wait to Mike Seaver or, or, you know, anybody in family ties. But when Eddie went to that school, you know, and when he brought Chinese food in there to lunch and everybody looked at him all funny, 
I was like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. And, and like I said, I almost said the same thing to my mother about it. And she looked at me just like she did and was like, what are you fucking crazy? My, my food is way better than a ham and cheese sandwich. And it is, <laughs> but because when you're trying to fit in, in a new school or a school where you're the odd man out, it's, it's a struggle. And they stopped doing that. They stopped doing that. Eddie became one of the cool kids, integrated right away, popular mm-hmm. with everybody, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, that's not how that works. Yeah. It's not, you know, let's, let's take, you know, our own personal feelings about it. It's just not good storytelling. You know, the, there's the drama is you've, you've removed the, you know, may, maybe that's the problem of being so woke is that you don't want to address these issues anymore. You know, yeah. uh, you know, all in the family work because they, they address these touching, touchy issues and found comedy through it. Yeah. And, and we're now to a point where we can't, we can't go there anymore. And, um, and I you, think, yeah. Well, I think like the problem where people are so ready to cancel is like context matters. And mm-hmm. as what you're saying is like, you know, comedians also are afraid to say whatever, but it really depends on the context. There's a way to tell a joke about race without yeah. being racist. Right. You know, like, uh, Dave Chappelle is a great example. I don't know if you like Chappelle or not, but, yeah. uh, but he tells this joke about, uh, trans, and Chinese people, right? Mm-hmm. And he does this really racist Chinese voice. But because the he's he's not making fun of Chinese people, he's making fun of the fact that he thinks it's so fucking funny that somebody is in a body that's not supposed to be theirs. You yeah. know, because he I'm, do you know the joke or no? Uh <laughs> I've heard it. I don't remember it. Though. It's basically <laughs> what it, this, the premise is, is he's trying to explain why he thinks that funny. And he says, I'm a black man. Now imagine if I walked around with a hard Chinese accent and then he, t- he turns around and does the fucking Chinese accent. Right. And it's fucking ridiculous. But that's what he's, <laughs> the context is, is that that's what he's thinking about trans people. Right. Right. Um, and yeah. in that context, he's not being racist. He's, he's explaining in a funny way how ridiculous he thinks it is. Yeah. You know, so context matters to me. And what, and the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make a show about this stuff now, you know, you should be able to write the story in the sense of like, we're not being racist. This actually happens. And this is what, you know, this is what Chinese Americans had to grow up with. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's okay to, you know, I mean, even Family Matters had a racist show on, not a racist show, but a, a, a show yeah, about race. About race, yeah. 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 You know, and like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but even in that, it's, it, it was a way to tell a story, right? It, it is yeah. a black family and this would happen to a black family. Mm-hmm. It would so happen to a black family. And that's where a lot of the, the charm of the first season left for me, um, when they stopped dealing with those issues. Yeah. I, um, I've been doing improv comedy for, um, yeah, about 30 years. And, um, and I've always been intrigued by, by that white, by white guilt. And I've always tried to poke the bear, so to speak, on stage. And it's just interesting. I mean, because that's the funny thing about it is, you know, you, for the most part, you know, the white people I know are, are good hearted and don't want to be racist. 
And so I give him the benefit of the doubt. But I do love poking fun at that. <laughs> <laughs> it has to do with, with ignorance. You know, I don't expect every white person in the world to know what it's like to be Chinese American. And, you know, and, you know, and they have such a limited knowledge of what it means to be Chinese and other than our restaurants and our food. And, um, you know, and so it's just kind of fun to kind of poke at that a little bit. Right. Um, and you just, you know, and, but nowadays, you, you know, I'm definitely looking at the lines, you know, you know, where the lines are. Cause I definitely crossed it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it, it matters in context, right? Yeah. You know, it's about context. And, and um, we're, we're all, we're all trying to get through this life and we're going to all make mistakes. And that's the problem with the cancel culture is we don't give people an opportunity to make a mistake and, and learn from it and grow from it. I think the biggest problem I have with it is, is looking at a comedian who made a joke about race 30 years ago and turning it into racism now. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, cause a lot of those jokes are not racist. They're just about race. They're observation, and, observational. Right. Um, cause like Richard Pryor probably wouldn't be able to be Richard Pryor today. Yeah. Oh, I, I bring up the, I bring up Blazing Saddles. You could, oh, never, yeah. you could never make Blazing Saddles today. And it's, it's getting close to getting canceled itself. And, but and it's it, not racist. It's actually making fun of white people. How well, stupid the, they are. Context is everything. If, if yeah. you remove context, it's, it's completely racist. Right, right. Of course. <laughs> like almost every white person in that, every yes. other, every white person in that movie, even Gene, <laughs> even Gene Wilder is like a little stupid. The only yeah. sane person I in think that movie. Gene Wilder, doesn't Gene Wilder at least say the N word once in that, that movie or? I don't remember. I don't know but, if he does, but, but the, it certainly said a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and again, if you remove context, yeah, it's, they say the N word. They must be racist. Yeah, but <laughs> it's really Mel Brooks poking fun at all the white people. Because again, he's the, he's the only normal, the, he's the only normal one in that entire thing. And Richard Pryor co-wrote it too. So, I mean, there's that as well. Yeah. Which brings us right back around to Mulan. Have, you need, have, uh, because if Richard Pryor wrote some of it, you knew. Culturally responsible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck, Mulan? (laughs) (laughs) You can't name this fucking dragon Mushu. Can't do it. I love that. I, you know, it's like it. It's a very Disney thing to do to name characters after food. Um, you know, Mushu is a good sounding name, um, at least from a Chinese American standpoint. Right. Um, it's, you know, like one one word away from being a Chinese dish, though. I mean, just yeah. add pork, and it's like, ah. Oh. You know, when it was well, like you know that joke. What, what's the name of your dog in China? It's dinner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I love being with subjects like that. It's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My dad is from Hong Kong, and he actually ate wild dog because that's what you do in that culture. Well, horse yeah. too. Yeah, they just you just ate what you had on the fa- he ate what he had on the farm. Yeah, basically. And over here, it's like, well, I mean, you guys kind of we eat pig like pink like this shitty like pink shit that's supposed to be meat you know yeah. at least at least the wild dog is a real you know not synthetic animal <laughs> well, here's the funny part. we my wife and i we were we were looking into adopting in china um you know one child policy times and um 
And uh, they told us, okay, now we need a picture of you and your wife, um, but do not take a picture of you and your wife with your dog. And <laughs> you know, it looks like you're you take a picture with your dinner. Oh my god! I, uh, That's I, ridiculous. I, I think it'd be horrible if you went to a restaurant they just had pictures of dogs, different <laughs> dogs. And you that would, like, that would make that a one. great. That would make a great like hidden camera. Parody, well, like parody. Parody. well yeah. that's Parker's Guide to the Galaxy. You know, they they, they wheeled out their their dinner. They got to talk to dinner before they ate them. <laughs> <laughs> and and the dinner was offended that by the fact that he didn't want to eat him. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, what about uh, another one last movie uh, before we got to go? Um, another movie that probably or got a shit ton of backlash would have been the scene in Temple of Doom, the the dinner scene. In oh, Temple of Doom. yeah, yeah, that yeah. is fucking horrible. It's so that is, bad. That is so bad. I mean, I thought it was weird in the beginning, but like as a kid watching that movie, I was like, "Is that true?" You know? <laughs> yeah. But, I like thought- growing up watching it now, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." This is so, so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, not not to defend it, but you know, the Indiana Jones is basically a send up of the old adventure series of I know of, of the forties and fifties, and you know, that's what happened. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I think clearly Temple of Doom is the least favorite of most people, except for the fourth one, Crystal Skull. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, for the longest time. I mean, I I rarely ever watch the second one. I would say I'm probably more offended at the refrigerator scene than I am with the eating the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me because because <laughs> people do eat snakes. Nobody survives a nuclear blast in a fucking refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> We've oh gone way too far off. <laughs> All right. All right. We're over now. I hope hope you feel better now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I got, I got another, I got another Chinese voice. I feel so much better now. Yeah. Just a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully they take Marvel takes as good care of Shang-Chi as they did with Black Panther. Okay. So I was thinking about what you said about Shang-Chi and, so, I mean, did you collect comic books when you grew up? I did, but not Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had, I maybe bought two Shang-Chi. And, and the, re- the reality is Shang-Chi ex- was created, um, five years before I started collecting comic books back in the eighties. Um, like I started collecting comic books at the Dark Phoenix saga. Hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, Black Panther has a long storied history in Marvel, Marvel history. Shang-Chi doesn't, you know, the, the, the reality is, you know, what does, what does, as Asian American comic book readers, what does Shang-Chi mean to us? Not, a, not a whole lot. Right. Mm. I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't begin to tell you what his powers are, what his origins are. You know, I'm glad they're making an Asian American movie. Um, okay. Shang-Chi is the logical one, but I am not emotionally tied to that character the way, um, you know, the African American community was tied to Black Panther. And so well, that's that's my biggest fear with this is that I I'm gonna go in and not care about the character. Well, I mean that's you know that's that's the role of the dice you know bringing yeah. an obscure character. But here's my argument is that you know if you can do that with characters now that 
you know, if you can make uh, Thor, you can make Thor, Thor interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you can make Thor, even though Thor is part of the Avengers, but at one point Shang Chi was too. But I think everybody was part of the Avengers <laughs> at one point. But uh, you know, if you can make those characters, like you can actually care about those obscure characters, even though they have a longer history than Shang Chi. You can do it with this, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid of getting Mulan. Like, you know, when I found out, uh, who the director was, who the writers were, you know, a, f- a couple of years ago, I was like, okay, that's a woman, but she's not a Chinese woman. So I really hope they get Chinese writers. And then I find out, nope, didn't get that either. And I'm like, okay, now I'm and a little worried. Shang-Chi yeah. isn't getting, uh, uh, Asian writers either. Uh, the, the writer that they got, he, I mean, he's got a pretty good history of, of movies, but I think the director's Chinese though, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you, um, did you watch that Asian boss video about Shang-Chi? No, oh. I didn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you gotta look this up because it's really interesting. But so they announced Simu Liu as, um, as Shang-Chi. Right. So they went to, they went to Hong Kong, um, and they went around saying, um, this Simu Liu has been cast. They show him a picture of Simu Liu said, this is Shang-Chi, the new Marvel Asian Marvel superhero. And the overwhelming majority of responses were, why would Marvel hire someone so ugly? Oh, I him? did see that. I did see that. I you know, I mean, that. that's, yeah. I mean, that, that says a lot about, again, you know, if you're trying to appeal, I don't know. I mean, you know, just, we never really right. talk about it with Mulan, but there is the mainland China, and then there's Chinese Americans. And no, uh, I only care that it's good for Chinese Americans. Chinese yeah. people have their own Chinese movies. I, I'm a Chinese American. I want a good Chinese American movie, but I still want a Chinese American movie that still understands the Chinese part. Right. Right. And, <laughs> and the reality is, uh, Chinese Chinese movies aren't going to hire Chinese Americans to be in them. Right. That's, and so that, that's that, true. And this that's is, true. this was, this is, this was the problem I have with the history of Hollywood and Chinese American movies or Chinese Americans is that when you say there's not enough representation. So what they do is they make an Asian movie, but they go overseas, hire overseas actors, filmmakers and say, Hey, we made an Asian movie while, you know, the hundreds of Asian American actors here in the United States have no work. Mm. Right, right. Because I don't. There's only a few Chinese Americans in this movie in in Mulan. It's, yeah, I mean the parents and yeah. Scott Lee. Yeah, uh, there's American. only like four or five. And Mina in her ten second appearance. Yeah, um, which was still great, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know that you know that that's the frustrating thing to me is you know that's what Hollywood sees as as an Asian representation is the, the, the way people look on screen as opposed to the resources you have here in Los Angeles and Hollywood that you could pull from and make it. This is why crazy rich Asians was such an important movie because that, that film was predominantly Asian American. Yeah. Asian American. And, um, you know, you know, I remember going, I got to see it two weeks early and driving, it was a four hour drive to Century City and, um, and just begging and praying to God that this wasn't a bad movie. <laughs> right. Cause, Cause I've seen plenty of Asian American movies that are horrible. 
Yeah, and, yeah. It always means, you know, it was 10 years since Joy Luck Club. We're 20 years since Joy Luck Club. If it, Crazy Rich Asians was bad, it would be another 20 years before they make an Asian American movie. Well, Joy yeah. Luck Club was good, and we still had to wait 20 years. <clears throat> yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, I, I, I say Asians in America, Asians are basically treated as white people, but without privilege. Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, here's the funny oh, thing, right? right? Like, like you, there's African Americans, right? But mm-hmm. they didn't go hire an African writer or director for that movie. They would have never even thought about it, yeah. right? But for some reason, and I really think it's because of of I think there's also monetary reasons for it for Disney too, because they've been trying to tap that Chinese market forever. You know, they failed with Star Wars. Well, they're, they're trying to t- ch- tap the China market. Yeah, I'm sorry, the the China yeah. part of it. True. Yeah. True. You know, that, that's why, you know, as much as they criticize Marvel and Disney for Tilda Swinton, the, the reality is if they had gone with a Tibetan ancient one, China would never have let Dr. Strange play in China. Right, right. So they, we were, they, we had, to change, they had to change it. So it wasn't a anti-Asian sentiment. It was a economic one, you know, cause the, the biggest market, China, wasn't going to allow that movie if, if the ancient one was Truly the ancient one. Well, they still could have, I mean, if you're going to go with a female, they could have got a Chinese female or whatever. I still would have been okay with that. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think Benedict Wong was the concession. <laughs> right. I mean, he got a, he got a pretty significant role compared to. to and he is, he is a highlight in the movie too. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah, also he's a highlight great. in Endgame or Infinity War as well. Oh, too. yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. He's great. Love so, that guy. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I think uh uh we've overstayed our welcome. Dream <laughs> <laughs> hard. You're, no, you're in Los Angeles, a... right? Yeah, I'm in LA. Okay. Where are you, BJ? I am uh twelve like ten hours north. I'm a, I'm I'm two I'm two hours south of the Oregon border, that's where I'm at. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then um, and then he he's two hours or two and a half hours uh south of me. So <laughs> So does, does that mean you're have have you opened up your your area or? Yeah, our our area actually never really closed. I mean, they did close when everything was bad, but then they reopened and um, and then they subsequently closed things again, like restaurants and stuff. But now the restaurants have pivoted and they're they're you can eat outside. Yeah, uh, and 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 this weekend our movie theater opened back up, and so when you buy a seat, whenever however many seats you buy, then then they close off a bunch of seats around you so you can sit you know kind of on your own so i know because like vic where he is there's no theater open which kind of made me giggle because i'm like oh i get to go see tenant and he can't (laughs) so So, like san diego opened up so i've been driving we yeah i I, I drove twice to san diego to see i heard that yeah so i saw ten and uh, and we what saw new, without yeah. without spoiling Tenet, how did you? Is it a total Christopher Nolan movie? I mean, is it like a a mine? Yes, you know. Yes, with yeah. your head. Okay. The conceit, the 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 conceit is cool, but for me personally, I was absolutely confused and frustrated. <laughs> I keep hearing. So, that's what I what? keep hearing. That's that's funny because any other director, I'd be like, all right, I'm not seeing that film, but because you're confused about it. Yeah. Like I have inception, you know, we have inception. I'm like, 
I don't need to know what the fuck happened. That movie's so awesome. So it's really funny that you say that about that movie and like, it made me want to see it even more. Yeah. I think, I think, (laughs) I mean, I will say if if you are a sci-fi fan and you're a Nolan fan, you're going to love this movie. Um, yeah, but for me personally, uh, you know, I'm like during the, the third act, um, I'm like, I just did not understand how things were happening why things were happening and then what the, that final uh, action piece was. And, um, and, but it was cool. <laughs> I mean, the, the idea was cool. That's uh, yeah. I'm sold. I, I'm sold ever. That'll be the first time ever yeah. that I'm sold by confusion. I mean, <laughs> I definitely, I'm definitely going to have to see it again, but I just resent having to drive, you know, hundred miles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'd like it a lot more if you could just do 15 minutes right? yeah. you're like you're, you're like I wish Nolan was there to explain to me after the movie what the hell did I just see he would never explain it to you he would no, never explain no, it no 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 that's a big criticism it's I, your I, interpretation I it's your own interpretation I, I I don't buy the idea that you know you 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 have to manage how much the audience has to think you yeah. really do. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, what, what's that Charlie Kaufman movie on, on Netflix? Uh, you know, um, I want this, something like that, but that's a, that's a weird movie. And mostly throughout, I'm going, well, if I were a pretentious Charlie Kaufman fan, I would love this movie. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. It's one of those, like, I love eternal, my, what is it? Eternal sunshine and the spotless mind and adapt, adaptation. I mean, he's really weird. You know, it's just yeah. a weird. So I hear like if you really like that stuff, you'll love that that movie. But yeah. we're we're huge Nolan fans. I was a big Nolan fan since Memento. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I just See, I love all this stuff. <laughs> I I got yeah, Memento. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, but we were just talking about this. He's one of the most like the most original director yeah. out there. It's crazy. There's nobody out there like that guy. So he's, I mean, not, he's, he's this his, generation's. He's this generation's Spielberg. Like his name is on something, and like I'm, I don't even know need to know what it is. I'm just gonna right. go watch yeah. it. <laughs> no, no, I, I think you know, yeah. I I do appreciate um, originality. I, people willing to take risks because that's what we need. Yeah, to to propel the genre forward. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. and what he does in this is is pretty amazing. It's just oh, it's confusing as hell. I'm so sold. I'm so sold by your confusion. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it has to be Alan, because Alan. I'm a Nolan fan. I know. I'm getting called away, guys. <laughs> right. All right. I know. End it. Too. Uh, <laughs> All right. Alan, thank you very much uh, for being oh, on. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, we'll be dropping this tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let me know. I'll three post it. Well, great. All three yeah. episodes. I'll email you, uh, I'll email you or I'll text you when it, it goes up. But, uh, th- thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And, uh, that was episode, uh, 271 or 273, sorry, of Chew on This and Nerd United Podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. No, I'm Alan. Mr. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs>